Hello and welcome to Touching the Sunrise podcast. I am Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach, and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and Spiritual Guide in the Heartwork Program, which specializes in helping people walk the road of spiritual growth and inner healing. For the past 10 years, I have been walking alongside wonderful women and men who want a more heart-centered and spiritual life, but would like support along the way, through online programs, groups, and one-on-one spiritual guidance. I walk with people along a contemplative and healing path, one that has been trodden for thousands of years. Basically, I'm here to help you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, who has come to make your being the throne of the Holy Trinity, so that your life, your prayer, your relationships, your dreams and goals will most deeply satisfy the desires of your heart. You can find out more about me and what God has led me to do in the world by visiting my website, touchingthesunrise.com. Welcome everyone, and it's my delight to be here with you today. Happy Easter. It's my delight also to be able to share with you the reflections on Easter for this year by Sister Marie Paul Curley, a good friend of mine. Her reflections are on Easter, celebrating Easter in a world turned upside down. Easter Sunday's Gospel reading is from the Gospel of John. Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. How can we celebrate Easter in this world of ours that's been turned upside down? Our whole experience of Lent this year has been intensified by the distress and restrictions caused by the worldwide pandemic, resulting in a situation that many of us couldn't even have imagined six months ago. At the same time, since mid-Lent, we have been distanced from Mass and the Holy Week liturgies, which really immerse us in the events of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. So how do we celebrate Easter when our world is turned upside down and we know that the global dark days aren't over? Sharing in the sufferings of our world certainly makes this Easter unique for me. But I have to confess that this is not the first Easter where joyful celebrations felt out of place or even impossible. Several years ago, I had an Easter where uh, it was really dominated by grief and loss. A close friend of mine had just died of a devastating illness, and two family members became seriously ill. Something at that Easter inspired me to take St. Mary Magdalene as my guide that Easter, and she has accompanied me through my Lent and Easter's ever since. You know, initially I chose her because of her immense grief at Jesus' crucifixion. So I figured she'd understand my grief. But the more I've prayed with her and to her, 
the more I've been moved by her relationship with Jesus Christ. I think St. Mary Magdalene is the perfect guide through Holy Week and Easter because even before she met Jesus, she knew darkness and grief on a deep personal level that most of us probably can only imagine. I mean, she's introduced in the gospel by saying that Jesus healed her from seven demons. Now, the gospels don't give us any details, so we don't know much about that experience, but it must have been a horrible, terrible experience of darkness. And when Jesus healed her, the desperation that she must have been feeling, that that must have given way to the first glimmer of hope that she'd had in a long time. And I can imagine that that hope blossomed as she became Jesus' follower. We don't know how long Mary Magdalene accompanied Jesus during his public life, whether it was a month, a year, a year and a half, two years, but it was probably long enough for that new fragile hope to really begin to take root in her heart. And so her overwhelming sorrow at Jesus' crucifixion hints that her Lord's suffering and death really crushed that tender, newfound hope. On Easter Sunday morning, that first Easter, she comes to visit Jesus' tomb. And it doesn't seem because she has hope, but because she carries immense grief. Mary's anguish at witnessing her beloved's master torture and execution left such a profound mark on her that she is the first to come to visit Jesus' tomb. You know, it's very striking that John's gospel says it's while it was still dark. Interiorly, her soul was in the dark. Now, Matthew's gospel, which is, I believe, the Easter Vigil Sunday gospel, tells us plainly that Mary Magdalene came to see the tomb. She wasn't expecting the resurrection. She came to grieve. She came to mourn. Perhaps she came to try to begin to terms with, to come to terms with such a great loss. She's focused on the tomb of Jesus, a place of death and darkness and loss. Her eyes and her heart are so darkened that initially it doesn't seem she really cares about the extraordinary message of the angels. And in Monday, Easter Monday's gospel, when we hear that Jesus appears to her, she won't even recognize him when she sees him. So what does that tell us? To me, it says that this Easter, this Easter is for us. Because, you know, Easter is not a time for cute bunnies and jelly beans or sunny days and Easter bonnets. Easter is, especially for those of us who, like Mary Magdalene, are burdened by disillusionment, grief, anxiety, suffering, even despair. And it's in visiting Jesus' tomb that Mary Magdalene discovers that even in death, the Lord has not abandoned her. Although she cannot see him yet, Jesus is there in the dark with her. There's angels there too. And he brings the dawn with him. So I I think this Easter, Jesus invites us to approach that darkness in our lives, the tombs where hope has died or where joy has been shattered or where our faith has become so shaky, we don't think that we can lean on it anymore. That first Easter morning, it took time for Mary Magdalene to recognize her beloved master in the garden. And 
in this time of suffering around the world, it may take time for us too to recognize how Jesus is with us today in our own lives and in our world. This Easter is for us. Because in Mary Magdalene's visit to Jesus' tomb, she is clinging to the source of her hope in the only way she knows how. His tomb may be the only place where she feels she can treasure her memories and feel some closeness to the Lord she has lost. In coming to the tomb, Mary is still clinging to the Lord as best she can. And to me, it is as this loving, persevering seeker of the Lord that Mary Magdalene can inspire us. Her love for Jesus wins out over everything, even over her hopelessness and grief. Her showing up at the tomb enables her to receive the very first hints of the great mystery of Jesus' resurrection. The stone has been rolled away. His precious body is missing. She doesn't understand what that means, and she's still grieving, but she is the very first to receive those signs of Jesus' resurrection. This Easter is for us. That first Easter morning, before she even could understand it or know it, Mary Magdalene engages with sacred mystery. She discovers the empty tomb. She runs to impart the news to Peter and the beloved disciple, even though she doesn't know what the heck it means. And a few verses later in John's Gospel, which is Monday's reading, Easter Mondays, Mary is back outside. She returns to Jesus' tomb, still weeping for her missing Lord, but drawn there. And it, at, and it is at that moment that Jesus appears to her. And his tomb is transformed from a place of death into a garden bringing, brimming over with life. Upon finally recognizing Jesus, Mary discovers that Jesus' love a love which she witnessed as he died to prove it to us. Jesus' love conquers all sadness, all grief, all sorrow, and even death itself. You know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church calls Jesus' resurrection the crowning truth of our faith in Christ. Christ's resurrection is God's dramatic promise of his faithful love his promise that this world is not the final fulfillment of God's saving plan for us. Eternal joy awaits us. And that conviction can transform all of our earthly experiences, not just giving us hope, but also giving us the courage to continue to act lovingly, even amid great sacrifice and suffering. So for me, in 2020, Easter is the celebration that we most need right now. It's an important reminder to us that we need to become today's Mary Magdalene's. To seek the Lord, you know, to look for him both at our tombs and in our, in our newly blossoming gardens. To recognize the presence of the risen Lord who, who has not abandoned us. And to allow him to transform us so that we can bring Jesus with us wherever we are. And finally, to be today's Mary Magdalene in clinging to the love of the Lord, 
allowing that joyful promise of his eternal loving embrace to become always more the anchor of every day of our lives, enabling us to live even dark days with serenity and hope. God bless you. God has amazing ways of knocking on people's hearts, awakening desires, arousing questions, provoking an unexpected spiritual fire. Remember, if you'd like some extra support and are ready to embark on a sustained spiritual journey, you can connect with me in a number of ways by going to my website, touchingthesunrise.com. So until the next time, take care of yourself. And remember that you are not alone. You are loved no matter what. And when you search within yourself, you will not only find yourself, but the throne of the Divine Trinity. You have a calling, a mission, and every gift, every grace, every moment, even every fall, mistake, and sin is a step toward your completely and wholly being taken up into the mystery of God's love for you and for all creation. Remember always that you have a treasure of inexpressible joy hidden in an earthen vessel, small and fragile. May this overflowing joy fill you and yours with its fragrance. God be with you.